right. Good morning, everyone. Let's stand and let's worship the Lord. Fight! 
So we have a new song um, called Rattle. All right. So I don't know if you ever heard it, um, but uh, but it's really cool. It's perfect for this time of of the year. Um, it's perfect for any time in Christ. So we're just going to worship the Lord here today um, and just uh, everybody just just focus. It's Palm Sunday. It's Passion Sunday. Believe it or not, um, it is. Uh, we're going to be staring at Easter next week, and so just worship the Lord as in Easter every day. Saturday was silent, surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment, Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling.
the place, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. All right, Jesus, we just give you praise. We pray that you will bring these dry bones in our lives, that you bring us to life, and that we will come out. Lord, this is a week that was like the, no other week when we look back in history. And God, I just pray that we won't act like Good Friday Christians, that we won't stay weeping at the tomb, but that we will celebrate that three days later, this is the praise this is the praise that made dead man walk again. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, we ask that that same spirit move in here right now. We give you praise in Christ's name. Everybody says, amen. It is Palm Sunday. Am I on, Andy? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Are we good? There we go. There we go. Thank you. Um, love our, uh, our AV team. They are awesome. They, they make everything happen. Um, number one, Jill and I would just like to start off today by saying uh, thank you to everyone for your cards, your cares, um, those who helped in the service. There's a lot of people that did that. We had an, a great worship service in honoring our Father. Uh, last week, and um, we are, uh, we're just excited for him uh, to be with us as we still grieve. Um, We've got a lot of things coming up, for, as many of you remember, know those firsts. And so Jill and I have a lot, of, a lot of firsts this year without mom and dad starting off this new year, but we thank you all for your care and everything there. Um, we're looking at our, uh, our prayer concerns, and I don't have many prayer concerns, but I know there's plenty um, that are here. We just want to continue to, um, to lift up all those uh, in prayer that we have um, that have been in the hospital recovering, continue to lift in that, those up. We also asked, um, Holly Kip asked for prayers for a friend's help and um, health, and so we asked that uh, they be with those. For anybody who's dealing with um, COVID-19, um, we want to go ahead and pray that that will still be eradicated. And um, I think uh, with our, our Unite 714, I think we're on week 53, 54. It's been over a year, so continue. And God is moving, um, and we want to continue to see that happen. Um, 
So let's just go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll continue on with some other things about some announcements and other things in our service. Lord Jesus, we come to you today. We ask for uh, you to be with Holly's uh, friend. We ask that anybody in the sound of my voice that needs you to go ahead and and meet their needs. Um, but God, we, uh, we ask that you, you be there for them, whatever it may be. And so, uh, but Lord, we also ask that you, um, you revive your church. Uh, you revive us in um, much like you did uh, Lazarus, as we talked about last week. You revived him, told him to come on out. Um, and Lord, I just pray that that Holy Spirit power um, will just, will do something new. And I pray that the song we sang, um, that we know you don't run out of miracles, but Lord, we need one. And that's why we're doing this series about miracles. We want a miracle in our world. We want a miracle in our government. We want a miracle in, in each individual's hearts. Uh, God, we, I just ask that you, you just give your, that, that much like the church, um, much like those dry bones, many, many of us in, in the universal church are, um, might have some dry bones. And so as Ezekiel said, how can these dry bones come to life again? And Lord, you put it together and gave it life. And so I pray that you'll give us new life as we face this uh, Holy Week season and also move into Easter. As today, God, we remember so long ago people taking palm branches and yelling, Hosanna, save us. And so, God, here we are. We are praising, and boy, do we need some saving. In your name we pray. Everybody says, amen. All right, so a couple things. Um, if you want to go ahead and get that up there already, we have the QR code for your bulletin. If you didn't want one of the hard copy bulletins, go ahead and do that. All you have to do is pull out your smart camera, hold it up there, um, just hold it down on there, and it'll pop up, and you go to that link, and then you have it right there for you. And you can save them, do whatever you want to with them. It's all good. And that way, you, we save trees. I, that's what they told us. Remember when they used to tell us computers would save trees, and we print more stuff than we ever have before? But anyway, um, I don't I know the trees believe that. But anyway, um, so, so go ahead, and I'd love for you to, to connect to that. I hope everybody got one of these. If not, they are out there for you. Um, this, is, this was something similar that went in your packets last year. Remember, we didn't have Easter last year. Remember that? No Easter, um, and yet everything was uh, virtual. And we, we went around to several different places. Uh, it took like four or five of us a full workday, seven, eight hours, to go around to um, all, all the different individuals that we had information for. And I always think it's good, um, one of th- and I'll talk a little bit about this, I always love to just kind of read day by day through the Holy Week, like what went on, what Jesus was doing those days. And we got Palm Sunday, which actually many scholars believe was Saturday into Sunday because that's how the Jews kind of start the days. But, the, the days. but either way, um, it was beginning to be the Passover celebration. And so you can look at that, what happens Palm Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all the way up through uh, Good Friday and Saturday and Resurrection Day, which is Easter. And we ha- have that there and you can read those each and every day just to kind of get a, a feel for what was going on um, uh, with the Lord. So we have, we have those that I want you to take a, a look at, and hopefully if you, if you didn't get one, go ahead and get it out there. Uh, Sunday school, you can register by all means, we have, and I'll talk about the services in a bit. Uh, youth group, um, they'll not be meeting on Easter, but you can see the information there. Again, our Stephen Ministers and Grief Share are still meeting on Mondays at 6.30 live and on Zoom. And Miriam's Table. So uh, we want to continue. We thank you for the continued uh, raising for funds for Miriam's Table. Um, There are still bread banks, and you can go ahead and give to that if you'd like to. Um, And then also, thank you for those who participated with the... um, 
the nursing home. Thanks, that was great to see. There's several different pictures and other kinds of videos and other kinds of things that you can see of all the packing. Lots of different things. You're going to make a lot of people really happy who have had uh, a lot of struggles over the last year, um, just closed off from individuals because of this horrific uh, COVID-19 thing here. On the back of this is, um, as well, I know it's tiny. I made it as big as I could. Uh, but um, I, have to put, I had to put on reading glasses too, and I saw it. But um, uh, for, for services this week, we will be having our Good Friday service, which will be on April 2nd at 7 p.m. That will be in person and online. Um, again, we'd love for you to register and uh, connect to that. I'm going to talk about registration in a second. And then for Easter Sunday, we're going to have our normal Sunday uh, services on April 4th at 8.15 and at 10.15. Um, 8.15 will be an in-person service only, and 10.15 will be in-person and online. We will broadcast online at 10.15 and in-person uh, for those. Now, because of this kind of COVID-19 thing, we can't just throw out things like we did and pop up other chairs. So it is, believe me, this, uh, this is always a, a struggle to kind of make sure we get everything in while complying with CDC and all that other kind of stuff. Now, in doing so, um, what we're going to do, we're also going to offer a, it'll be a little bit different, um, have same message, but a little bit different. Uh, on April, for, uh, Saturday, April 3rd at 6 p.m., we are going to have an Easter service as well. And the reason why is to make sure, um, usually at Easter, we have anywhere from three to 400 people in a, in a church. Now, we realize that's going to be diminished by COVID-19. Maybe what we find now is about 60% um, is what we're down from, you know, what we have in attendance, physical attendance from previous years before COVID. So realizing, uh, you can do the math, 60% of 350 to 400, that still doesn't get you in two services. So we wanted to spread that out. Our 10, 15 tends to be the highest attended. Makes sense, right? Because um, that's what most of us are. So we wanted to order, uh, have those different options for individuals to be able to attend. And again, Saturday will be in person only. Now registration. Many of you done registration. It's great. If you go to havencc.org, it has the Holy Week services right there. You can click on those, and it gives you an opportunity to register for each of these services. Now, to let you know, once you register for the services, now, just like normal, you put down how many you want. We have another, another um, you have a follow-up that, that'll go back to you. You know how you get the follow-up, thank you for registering. There's another part to that. I think we have it right here. Um, this will come up, and it'll say, thank you for signing up for whatever service you sign up for. And then, if you look around the room, one of the challenges of this is, um, if there's one, two, three people, and you have to spread those out all the time. So we realize many people have been vaccinated. Many people feel comfortable about eating with others. They feel comfortable sitting next. To, I know some people sit next to friends and family So already. So what we're, what we're doing is we're, we're sending a follow-up. And if you want, I mean, we got you registered. If you put in one, two, ten, whatever, we'll have that for you. But what we also want to do is give you the opportunity that when this comes back out, you can click on request to sit with another pre-registered group. And you can click, and then it gives you the option to say, okay, I'd like to sit with that name person. Or you can say, I'll sit with 10 other people. I don't care. That's your choice. We want to give you the opportunity. If you still want to sit with one or two and don't feel comfortable, that is fine. We just want to give the opportunity so that we can, um, we can go ahead and do that. Because a lot of people are registering together, but then going to dinner together. You know what I mean? And it just gives us an opportunity to get more people in and maybe to get back to a little bit of normalcy while uh, upholding the guidelines with the CDC. Does that, that make sense to everyone? Um, so I, I want to thank everybody who's worked on this. We're, try, we're always trying to figure out a better way and, and by all means keeping safe. 
Because even though it may not affect us individually, we realize that there, there I think I saw the statistics, um, 500, um, like, I think it's like 450,000 um, people in the United States have lost their life to COVID. 30 million have, um, have had it. And some of you who've had it know it is, so for some of you, it's really bad. For some of you, it's just like a common cold. But we want to make sure that we continue to do what we need to to make sure everyone is safe and feels good. And thank God we get to worship together on Easter Sunday, right? I mean, last year it, it came off, but hey, we were, it was me, Melinda, and Jim. And I think Danny was here too. So it's just going to be good to be together. And I want you to invite people. By all means, this doesn't mean not invite people so you don't have a seat. We got three services. You say, hey, you want to come to church? You can go sit with and your friends of yours and say, sit with me. That's fine. We can do that. And um, we're just, we're making it work, right? We're making it work. And uh, with all this stuff, we realize Jesus is on the throne. So again, um, since you know what services there are, you can always go to havencc.org or you can go ahead and click on and take this with you and then you'll have all those and you can share with everybody else. Okay, sound good? Everybody good? I know. Who thought that you had to register for church, right? What we've been doing, be doing great. I mean, I always like, there's always something that I, that I struggle with with that. But hey, this is the world we live in. Okay, so everybody's good with Easter services. Easter sounds so weird. Didn't we just finish Christmas? Um, but, and I do want to say, um, you know, historically, our Good Friday service has been one of the most uh, powerful, loved uh, services that we, will, that we have. And we will go ahead once again. And, and have that always with modifications because that's where we are now. Okay, we are in our new series on miracles. And last week we talked about Lazarus. Lazarus come forth uh, and, and about how that is. And we were talking about that God wants to do a miracle in us. Kind of interesting that we planned that. And on that day was when we, were, we celebrated my father's, father's life as well. Um, but we... We want to talk about miracles, and that's where we are here today. Uh, let's just bow. Today I want to start with a prayer. Join me for a prayer. God, we come to you today, and, um, and we all need a miracle. We need you to move mightily. And God, it, just as we, we, again, we sang in that song, um, you're not running out of them. Uh, we just need to see them. And, and, and what I know is, as we said last week, we said that um, the, the problems and struggles of life We don't like those. We want miracles. But God, help remind us that the struggles and problems of life are the soil of the seed of your miracle. And so God, here are the problems. Plant your miracles, and we will see what you do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, across the gap, I want you to look at somebody and say, I'm glad you came to church today. Go ahead. Now, choose the other people that you didn't choose first and tell them, happy Palm Sunday, happy Palm Sunday. All right, that's your second choice right there, that one you just said that too, okay. All right, so we have talked about that, uh, you know, we believe that miracles happen. It didn't stop in that day. And, I, and one of the things that we were talking about last week, does God have a miracle for you? And that answer is yes, God does have a miracle for you. So question we're going to talk today. Today we are going to talk about the miracle of the donkey. Sound like a plan? Miracle of the donkey. And um, that's where we are today. The question that I'm going to ask you is, could God use us to bring a miracle to save someone's life? Our theme verses from Psalms. Let's see this verse from Psalms, Psalm 77, 14. You are the God of miracles and wonders. You still demonstrate your awesome power. 
That is, that is in the present test. And let's look here at Job in Job chapter 5. He performs, again, in present test, he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed and miracles that cannot be counted. And so as we come to this point of this holy week, um, years ago, I was just a, a little bit goofy enough that I would also start a revival on this week. And I remember our friend John Hobbs used to come and we would have a revival from Monday through Wednesday. Thursday, we would have a a communion service, and Joe, Joe remembers these days. Friday, we would have Good Friday. Saturday, I'd go in the tomb and rest. And then uh, Sunday, we would have sunrise and all these kind of services with ministeriums and other kinds of things. And then I got old. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, the thing I love about Holy Week is, as I said, I love to read and look at the life of Jesus. Particularly at this point, the life of Jesus is amazing. But when we get to this last part, this Palm slash Passion Week, this week where, where Jesus is headed toward Jerusalem. And everything day by day is leading up to that Good Friday where Jesus pays the ultimate price and gives his life on a cross and suffers death under crucifixion. And, and every moment, every conversation, every person he comes in contact with, every discussion, every, every, every uh, verse is very pivotal in the scriptures here. It's a unique week like none other, and Jesus becomes not, becomes not only the Son of God, is not the Son of, only the Son of God, he already was, but he becomes the Savior of the world because of this. And there's so much when we're tracking this and when we look at Jesus' steps, all this leading up to the crucifixion and the resurrection. And that's why I like today. I like um, the, uh, the, I always like, I always thought today was cool with the palm branches. Didn't you think they were cool? Like, I don't know why. You come to church, it's kind of like having a little shot glass for communion that you could take home with you. You remember those? Little plastic ones. I remember when the glass ones. Anybody remember the glass ones that you had to wash? All right, you're old like me. Um, <laughs> but, but then you get the plastic ones you take home with you. And it's kind of cool to have that little plastic one. Then you have like a little Palm, and you would always tickle the people in front of you, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, and you kind of, don't start that now, okay? But, or, and you always had that one person who was creative. Anybody have one person that you can fold it? Yeah, they start right there. Miguel's doing it. Put it in a cross that Jen's done it. Anybody done theirs in a cross yet? All right, some of you, some of you can do that and love folding those into a cross. And I was like, that's really cool. Um, but there's just something about them. And what we know is this is Palm Sunday. It's also known as the triumphal entry of Jesus. It's one of the final times that Jesus goes to Jerusalem. Knowing several days later he will be betrayed, he will be beaten, and he will be crucified with our sins upon him. And it's kind of like when Jesus turns his face toward Jerusalem. Remember last week, he was away. And then he came back to the area around there to, to raise Lazarus, and then he'd leave again. And now he's on the way, and he's turned his face toward Jerusalem. And when he tur- makes that turn... He knows everything is headed to the cross. It's interesting because Palm Sunday is in all four Gospels, every single one of them. It is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there's very few things that are in absolutely every four of the Gospels. It doesn't mean things didn't happen. It's just that when you have four different approaches, like if there was a car accident out here and you have four people standing by, you would have how many different approaches to it? Four. Okay? People see things differently. They see things very differently. And so 
to have them all include this. They have different approaches to what they see in this and what they've understood in this. But it is what we call the harmonizing or the harmonization of the gospel. So you have Matthew who's like, oh. You have Mark who's like, oh. You have Luke who's like, oh. And you have John's like, oh. All right, blah, right? So it's, it's a harm, there we go, harmony. It's a harmony of the gospel, but they all work together and in, in, in create the full narrative that makes the, the song of Jesus better here. And, and so we have several different things that are here in this harmony of the gospel. I want to use Luke's account, but I'm going to pull in some from Matthew, uh, and Mark, and John also in this thing. So let's take a look at Luke 19. Luke 19, and here's what it says. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead to Jerusalem. So now he's like, here we go. He set it up to Jerusalem, and as he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead of them. Now stop right here, saying to them. He's going to say something to them in a bit. But I want to show you a picture of the Mount of Olives. I think I have it up here, right? Here is a view of Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives. Now, as you are walking up to the Mount of Olives, anybody know why it's called the Mount of Olives? There you go. You're brilliant. It has lots of olive trees there. And so it overlooks kind of like the eastern gate and other kinds of stuff here. Um, and just so you know, like where the eastern gate is, is a little bit on this way. You can see like some, some graves in there. Up here where this picture is taken, there's a lot of graves here as well because in, Judeas, in Jewish prophecy, it is the Messiah will come through the eastern gate. Um, when the Ottoman Empire, which was Turkish and Muslim, uh, took over that area, they put a graveyard there and sealed that gate up because a rabbi cannot walk through a place where they're dead. Here's the good thing. We know that when our Lord returns, there ain't going to be anybody dead there because their trumpet's going to sound and they're going to raise. So that's a cool thing. A little cool, that's extra today. You can say, well, I got, I got a little footnote. That's cool. All right, so here's where we are. This is the Mount of Olives. This is what Jesus would see as he begins to come up over. And there's several little villages there. Bethage and um, Bethany. Anytime you see Beth, it means house of, okay? So that's what he says. So Jesus says, um, he goes ahead and he says to them something like this. He says, go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Say, the Lord needs it. Now, I, th- I think this is kind of cool to hang out here real quick. We have, the, there's a cult tied here. And the harmony of the Gospels, we have other, another one that says, a small cult. Another one says, a cult with its mom hanging out there. Once, uh, a foal of a donkey, that's what it says here. And it's tied there, tied to a post. Hold on to that. So at this post, there is a door, and others like give you an intersection. Like there's a crossroads there, and this little donkey is tied up right there on that kind of post. And then they say, if anybody says anything, tell them the Lord needs us. And, and so you get, Jesus is giving specific details. Now, he didn't go in yet. You realize that. But he's telling them, when you go in, you're going to go here. You're going to find this. You're going to see this little donkey. She's tied up there. Start untying it. Somebody says anything, say, Lord needs it. Everybody follow along so far? Now, here's what he says. Here's what happens. Let's take a look. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he had told them. Isn't it great that our God is specific and truthful? And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying that colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. 
Let's think about that for a second. Just imagine if your car is outside. Two strange dudes walk down, open your car, get in it, never been ridden in before, and they go, boom. You say, excuse me, that ain't your car. What are you doing in my car? And they say, the Lord needs it. I'd be like, the, you're going to need the Lord in about two seconds when I give you a whooping. It, isn't, that, isn't that great? It's like a Jedi mind trick. The Lord needs us. Oh, the Lord needs us. Yeah, That's what they say. And, and so he gives us specifics. The Lord needs us. And then look, the guy doesn't say a word. We have no account of him going, no, you ain't taking my little colt. No, you're not. That's my donkey. That's my, that's my little donkey. Mama's going to get upset. He just died there. No, they don't say anything. It goes, the Lord needs it. It says, they brought it to Jesus through their cloaks, which is kind of like an outer cape, like an outer, outer covering, like a, like a coat, okay, um, at, on it. And as he went along, people took their coats, their cloaks, spread them on the road. And when he came near to the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, because he's up here and he's walking down, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for what? The miracles they had seen. Keep in mind, they say, wait, 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 what? Oh, that's that Jesus. Remember Lazarus? They raised that sucker from the dead the other week. Oh, man, people are ticked about that. Oh, yeah, Lazarus, I wonder if he's here. But that's Jesus. And they start praising. Did you hear what he did? Uh, did you hear how he healed me? Took the blind man, all this kind of, they're like, woo! Oh, yeah! woo Look at me, look at me, look at me! That's what they're doing. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Other verses say, say Hosanna, save us! They start saying, peace in heaven and glory to God in the highest. Isn't that cool? Because that's the exact thing that the angel said. Jesus turns the corner. He's just Minding his own business. Say, can you go get that little donkey for me? They go get it. And Jesus says, whoop, starts riding it. And then people just start losing their minds. Shouting and screaming and whooping, whoop, jumping, waving. They can't contain themselves. You have a people who are bound, who have been bound and imprisoned and, and oppressed by a Roman government. And they go, whoa, here he is. Here's our king. Here's our Messiah. Yeah, go get him. Kick Caesar's rear end. Yeah, go, Jesus. It's your birthday, right? You know, they're going, they're screaming. They're so excited about what is happening. He's going to deliver them from the Roman oppression. But guess what? He's not coming to deliver them from the Romans but to set them free from their sin. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. What an incredible day. Now me, I have always been more of a visual learner. Anybody visual learners? Anybody got a great imagination? Anybody like if somebody tells a story, you're like, you're like oh, yeah, you're, you're filling in details with, Splashes of color and, and players. Anybody there? Well, that, that's how I am. And when I read this, I put myself there. Now, I had the ability to go there several times. And one time I actually had a, had a, got to walk, started walking down the, the Mount of Olives, kind of walking down that path that Jesus would have gone down. And I looked over and there's there a little sign that said, The Way of the Kohenim. 
and that is the way of the Coens. I was like, I'll see y'all later. This is my path. You know, I was going to go down that way. Um, but, and I could have done it too and been like, shortcut. Um, but then I thought they would have grabbed me and, you know, whatever. But Jesus starts making his way down. I see him doing that. And I see like, he's on this little, little donkey. And people just start losing it and throwing their coats down everywhere. And then I start saying, what's going on here? I start to think about it. And then I say, let me, who was there? And what were they doing? And then I thought about some people. I thought about, first of all, Jesus. I got to think of Jesus. He, everything, he, he, as soon as he turned his face to Jerusalem, even though they're, they're giving him praises and cheering him, I mean, he knew what was in store for him. He knew that's good today on Sunday, but by the end of the week, it, w- it wasn't going to feel good for him because he was going to have to pay the price for the world's sins. And I think of, about the weight that he might have had on his shoulders as he was on the back of that donkey going down to the, to the Mount of Olives. Then I think about the crowds. They're kind of they like people that jump in and out. They're not sure what's going on, but you know, like, you know, like when people, you know, when people start laughing about something, like, <laughs> and people go, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what are you laughing about? I don't know, it's just funny, you're laughing. You know, and that's kind of what they're doing. They're like, whoa, yeah, yeah, who's that? It's, uh, Jesus, and then the person behind him goes, yeah, who's that? I don't know, some guy named Jesus, I don't know. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're just, it's contagious. You ever been around a crowd mentality where it's just contagious? Like whatever's going on, and people screaming, yelling, and, you know, whatever they're doing. Anybody been to a sporting event? People lose their minds. Ah! Anybody been to church where people lost their minds? You don't know why? They're just losing their minds. Wait, you know, what, what I'm saying is the crowd is in and out. They're a fickle group. Because this day they're like, yeah, woo! Yeah, Hosanna, save us. Where's that palm brand? Give me that sucker. I don't even know. I'm going to, whoa! Yeah! That's the same group that many of them in a couple days will be yelling crucify him with the rest of the crowd. Very fickle group. Just going along with what seems to be where people are moving at the moment. Then there's those disciples. Don't they just seem like at this point they're long for the ride? They just don't know. I don't know what, he, well, I don't know what he's doing. I'm not sure what's happening. They're probably a little pumped up. Yeah, okay, this is cool. This is what we've been doing for three years. And then by the end of the week, they'll scatter. They won't know. It's a little question. And got these other two that they send ahead who are like thieves <laughs> taking somebody's donkey. They're like, he told me to go steal somebody's donkey. Jesus is not just making this up, though, for his disciples. This was talked about 1,900 years earlier by the prophet Zechariah. In Zechariah chapter 9, he says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly, Riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. See, Jesus is fulfilling prophecy here. He's not just saying, I don't know, give me a donkey. 
He's not saying that at all. But what it does do is it makes me think about the donkey. Makes me think about this, this beast of burden and something about this donkey that is different. And Jesus told them in Luke 19, 30, here's what he says. Remember he said, go ahead of you in the village ahead of you and enter it and you'll find that colt. No one's ever ridden, untie it, bring it here. And anybody says, hey, what are you doing with it? Say, the Lord needs it. When I was looking at this and getting this visual, I said, why a donkey? Why a little donkey? Why? And Jesus said, because I need it. And like, if I'm going into Jerusalem, here's Jack. Jack's going into Jerusalem. I'm giving me a thoroughbred. I'm going to be like, Poom. I'm going to ride in. I might, I might get one of those Clydesdales, like, to pull the Budweiser thing, like, ba-boom, ba-boom. I'll be like, hey, your king is coming, like that, right? Anybody else? Am I the only one that's like it? No, I'm riding that sucker in there. I, I might get one of them prancing circus horses, like, bling, 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 bling. I might be one of them, here comes your king, yo, you know. Um, maybe... What about a Mustang? I'm not talking about the car, but like a boom, a Mustang. You're like, riding free. I'd be like, yeah, you're king. Or even a camel. I mean, it is the Middle East. You're like a camel up high on two humps. Like, a donkey? And a baby donkey? That makes no sense. That's just ridiculous. Say, so, Lord, why a donkey? He said, because I need it. I love this visual, and I love this stuff here. And I love this. Well, the thing I love the most about this, and I, I found some things that just stood out to me as I thought about this. The first thing I love is how Jesus is a borrower. I like that because I'm a borrower. I probably got some of your stuff at my house right now because I love to borrow stuff. My old neighbor didn't know where half his stuff was. And I said, oh, it's here. It's in my shed. You want it back? Yeah, okay. Let me borrow that then. Yeah, I mean, that's anybody else a borrower? Don't lie. You got some of my stuff probably too. Right? I like to borrow stuff. It's fun to borrow stuff and, and have that. So Jesus, Jesus, this isn't just here. Jesus throughout his life borrows things. Just says, get that for me. I want to use that. He says, okay. He didn't even ask, he didn't even ask nicely. He just said, go and tie that coat. And, you know, you know there's, there's several things that, he borrows. Like, you know, Jesus borrowed a manger. You know that? It wasn't his. It's the innkeepers. Got the stable. He's like, all right, that'll work. You know, he borrowed a boat to preach. He didn't even say, excuse me, could I please get in your boat? He just got somebody's boat and said, get out there, let me preach. And they went, okay. He took a little boy's lunch. You laugh, but it's true. His disciples said, hey, we ain't got nothing, but this boy has loaves and fish. And Jesus like, give them to me. What happens if I go to school and take somebody's lunch and say, give it to me? They're going to be like, get away from it. But Jesus likes to borrow. He likes to borrow more than me. You know what he also did? He just, he, when he gets down to Jerusalem, he borrows an upper room. And you know what most importantly he borrows? A tomb, but he ain't going to need it long because he only has it for three days. Jesus is a borrower. 
You know what else? I started thinking about Jesus borrowing, borrows this donkey. And I started thinking, maybe Jesus wants to borrow me. Maybe Jesus wants to borrow you and have us be carrier donkeys like this one here. Maybe, just maybe, Jesus wants to borrow us to carry his message to others and to give us the privilege and honor to carry and bring Jesus to another life. So my question for you today is, could the donkey be a role model for us? Can we learn from the donkey? The way he carried Jesus, the way he was used by God, how he was in the right moment in time to take Christ from one point to an, uh, one place to another place. Maybe, just maybe, God could use our, our life, our words, our our, our, our places we are, our sphere of influence, um, the lot in life that we have, our status in life, or lack thereof. Maybe, just maybe, God Almighty can use that to bring his message to another people in another place. Maybe we're missing out on praying properly. Maybe we need to pray, oh Lord, make me a jackass. And I learned something. Ladies, you're not jackasses, you're Jenny asses. Did you know that? That's a female version. And if you're little, it's a foal. Maybe, just maybe, if Jesus can use a donkey, if God can use it to bring Jesus to an, and his message to another place and another people, how much more can he use us today doing the same? There are friends. They're students. They're co-workers. They're gym buddies. They're BFFs, teammates, family, many, many more that we can carry Jesus to this week. Through my life, through my words, through my story, can God relay the Savior to another person? Through my pain, through my hurt, through my mysteries, through my ups and through my downs. I believe that God may just want to borrow me and you to relay healings and blessing and restoration and forgiveness to someone else. Maybe, just maybe, God reached to me to reach through me in order to do something that I never could have seen. Could it be that I could be a delivery donkey for Jesus. So God, why use this donkey? I mean, practically, why use it? What we do know is that it is Passover. And Passover, all of Israel's coming in. Many historians estimate at this time, there would have been upwards of one million people that flocked in to Jerusalem. So it was packed. It was packed. The roads are, and there's a lot of people who were there. Zechariah prophetically told us that, that Jesus is fulfilling scripture by being on a donkey. And that's a, for one reason, that's a good reason. But I believe the one reason he needed it was to just get around. You ever tried to get through like crowded places? Anybody ever been to a place like you're, you're at a, a sporting event or there's a lot of, uh, like I remember going to the 
Phillies Super Bowl parade, I mean, Phillies uh, World Series and the Eagles Super Bowl parade, and there was people everywhere. And Philadelphia always has the mounted police officers on horseback. And you know, if people walk in the streets, nobody does it. But that horse starts moving in there. What do people do? They get out of the way. And so I started thinking about that in the story that Jesus just jumps on this donkey because there's, there's two reasons. Number one, the donkey made it easier to navigate through the crowd. Just like, people like, oh, here's a donkey. Jesus is like, yeah, yeah, okay. He's riding and people are moving out of the way of a donkey. Just kind of, okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So that's the first thing, just, just pure navigation through the crowd. The second thing is it makes Jesus more visible. And this is one of those times when Jesus wanted to see the crowd and he wanted them to see him. And, you know, I was thinking about this in this miracle of the donkey and about what we can learn from it. Oh, God, if I could just be used to lift you up a little bit higher so people could see you in their lives and the paths that I'm walking. Wouldn't that be awesome if God could bar your life to raise him up, people say, oh my gosh, I see Jesus. I see him right there. I see him in your life. Luke 19, we, we, we see this whole kind of transition that, that occurs here where, where Jesus is, is here and says, uh, he, people have their cloaks. We talked about this already and they're praising him for the miracles and blessed is the king and peace on heaven. So how? How can we be like a donkey? How can we make Jesus more visible to others? And then we're going to do some donkey talk. I'm a, I'm a donkey whisperer up here today. There's just a couple things I want to share with you today about this. Number one, pray. Pray for what? Pray to prepare. Prayer, it's amazing how prayer prepares the way for God to move. And what are we praying for? I believe there's two areas of what we are praying for. Number one, I believe we are, we are praying for people that we are praying for. I have a list of certain people that I pray for all the time, every day. I have a little, little prayer card and I pray for them every day. They change at times, but for the most part, several of them, several at the top of my list, I have prayed for every single day. So I'm praying for them, praying for them that, that, that maybe through, through praying that they will see Jesus lifted up and by, by seeing him lifted up that they will have a divine encounter with the Lord Jesus. And the next thing prayer does is my own heart for God's will. To get the focus off of me. Just pull the focus off of me. I don't know about you, but sometimes I go to prayer and I feel like it's, a, it's a, more of a psychological session. Me, 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 I, I, I've had, I need, I want, I, how do I get, I, 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 I. And in case you don't know it, when Jack walks into the room, it's not quiet. I come in big to a room. Doesn't matter what room it's in. I come in and you know I'm there. And you may leave the room knowing I'm there. But I come in, you, you, how many of you know me for a while? Do I come in? I don't, I don't come anywhere quietly. I'm like, oh, here I am. Always. I'll walk into classrooms and people are like, go, my gosh. You know, I've had people say, you are just like all over the place. I said, yeah, yeah, man, it's awesome, isn't it? And I'm like, no. Um, 
I mean, Jack is like a, you know, you know how people say, like, you make a splash? I make a cannonball when I walk into it. I'm like, boom! People are like, Psh, ah! right? That's just who I am. And a lot of times when Jack goes to prayer, there's so much of Jack in the way that I'm like, cannonball, hey, Jesus, and bang! You know, get back out and you know, run and all, and I'm cannonball, and I'm like, squish, bang! You know, like that. And he's like, shut up. Just get yourself out of the way. And when I stop and say, okay, get me out of the way. Prayer does an amazing thing in that. Second thing, invite. Don't be a donkey by inviting. I'm going to invite people to participate. You know, one of the things that I think we got good or okay, let me just say okay, in modern Christianity is this whole thing about Jesus being my Savior and my Savior. We're working on the Lord thing. But we got that. You got, you got to be saved. Got to be saved. Got to say sinner's prayer. Got to save. Got to follow Jesus. Got to do this. We, we got that down. At least it's out there in the vernacular. But somewhere along the line, we got so caught up in that that we forgot that this is not about me. Yeah, it's good to have my ticket punched for heaven because of what Christ did. But Jesus did not say when he left, hey, stay here. Don't care about sharing with anybody. Make yourself cool with me and then it's all good. I'll see you later in heaven. You know, the last thing somebody says to you usually is the most important thing. If I'm on my deathbed, I'm saying the last thing that's probably going to be the most important thing that I'm going to say. And Jesus' last thing before he ascended into heaven was, hey, go. Go. Go do what? Go do what? I see him like floating up. Go. Make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And oh, by the way, I'm with you always. You know, he said his last thing to say, people, is don't hold this to yourself, but go and share. Remember that old Sunday school? Hide it under a bushel. No! I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. No! All right? It could be hide it under a bushel. Go! You got to let it shine. Ain't about me. It's good that I got my ticket punched for heaven. But guess what? A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. So you need to invite them to participate. Could it be that I could help bring the message of Jesus to someone? To carry this message of hope and love in a world that has so little of it? Could I do that? Could I be on the front lines to meet someone? To this week say, you know what? It's Easter next week. What are you doing for Easter? Where are you going to church on Easter? I don't know. I got the perfect place. I'll come get you. Get on the back. I'll bring you. Right? I'll even rest you. Sit right next to me. It'll be good. Right? That's my donkey imitation. That's all you're getting. All right? Bring. Invite. Tell someone. Tell someone about that. Number three, celebrate. Celebrate. Be excited. I am tired of miserable Christians. And I can be miserable. I have miserable times. But I can tell you, I was actually talking to Lisa today, and it's a good thing. You're always waiting for, uh-oh. 
Um, I was walking in, and, you know, life's been heavy this year. It's been heavy for a lot of people. It's been really heavy for, for us. If you told me that, you know, that we would have some struggles as a, as, as a family, not nothing, anything about us, but just some other things that have come into our lives that are big things. If you were to tell me that both my parents would be gone and I would do both their funeral services in, in less than four months, if you told me that we'd have a, this invisible thing that keeps everybody with their mask on and keeps, that's killed millions worldwide and has us freaked out and we don't know what to do and nobody really knows what's going on. If you told me that, I'd say, just, Lord, take me now. But one of the things that I was telling Lisa about is here, here in his presence, all that stuff fails and goes by the wayside. When, when we sing a song that says, um, I see him moving now. I see him doing it now. I feel him doing that now. Even when I don't see, I got to see with my faith eyes. If I believe that he has miracles left, then I'm going to still claim them, and I got to. And at this point, when I'm in his presence, everything needs to fall by the wayside. The other stuff comes and goes. Anybody got people in your life who you just, who you put faith and hope in that just crush your life time and time again? How do you feel about that? You would tell, if you base how many individuals treat you and say they care about you now, you would never open yourself to other people. And there's many other people who don't. I'm done with people. I get it. And guess what? Satan wants you done with people because he doesn't want you having anybody invited so that they may, on the back of your donkey, go ahead and come to a saving relationship with Christ that changes their lives so that you can celebrate with them, and we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate more. We, worship is about giving God the worth he deserves. Celebrate the idea of, look what God has done in my life. It's not always that God's done good stuff. Sometimes the best thing that you can celebrate what God does is God is in the midst of the valley with you and sustains you enough that he's going to move you to a greener pasture. Someone needs to hear Someone, let me see, someone here. Someone is probably here because some donkey carried God's message to you. Maybe in Sunday school. Maybe it was a pastor. Or maybe it was even at Northeast Middle School in this church that somebody carried the message of Jesus to you. What if it was you that God uses to carry that message to someone else. To celebrate his death, his burial, and ultimately his resurrection. I love Easter because Easter reaches people. I think it's really cool, and I probably should have brought some rocks in, but I didn't. Um, this last verse, I don't, I don't even know if I have it on the sheet, but I, I, lo- I always love this verse because the that Jesus is riding in, donkey people are like losing their stuff, all this stuff. And the Pharisees who already wanted to kill him because remember Lazarus, they wanted to kill him. Jesus now comes in with people like, yeah. And the Pharisees say this. Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied. 
If they keep quiet, those rocks are going to start screaming out. I'm tired of the rocks having more worship than we do. We need to cry out and celebrate that we have a risen Savior and Lord. Not just one day, not just a holiday, not just when we th- start thinking about a Holy Week, but we need to be the, the celebratory donkeys every day in life. For the, for the minor areas, they, the Pharisees missed it out on it. They knew the scripture and they missed it. And they missed the moment. Why? Because they were so concerned about them. They were so concerned about losing authority, power, looking undignified like the rest of the crowd that they missed out on the opportunity that was prophesied 1,900 years previous. What are we missing out by being a Pharisee and not a donkey? I like to visualize that donkey. Think about this. Let's let's think about the donkey story. Every day that donkey gets up, his owner takes him out and ties him to that post. Every day. Come on, come on, little donkey. Takes him. He's there, he's at that crossroads, just kind of sitting there and looking. He's looking at this little small world around him, looking down one street, looks down at the dirt, looks at, looks down another street, looks at him just around his little neck. Catch there. He's just there. He's passed by, unnoticed, insignificant, a small little donkey. Nobody even wants to ride him. He's not too attractive. And, you know, donkey's got big ears and a big long nose and just like kind of like, they don't even have a good like, like call like a, like a horse, like a, you know, they have like a, you're like, eh. He's probably got a little squeaky one. He's a little folding. <laughs> he might be wondering, you know, why, why can't I be like the other donkeys? Look at them. They're just, they're just like they're carrying stuff. They're walking down the road and they get to run free and carry and do all that stuff. And I wish I could run free. I wish I could, I wish I could go down the road and have some snotty little kid on my back saying, yeah, donkey. And yeah. No, but here I am, tied to this post, day after day. You ever feel that insignificant in your life? Like that little donkey? Like you may have missed your moment. Like nobody's paying attention. You missed your prime. You'll never do anything for God. You're just tied up. Looking around. You know, you may be like a donkey. You may, like, smell a little bit. Stubborn. You're not really powerful. You know, you, you run some, and other donkeys are coming around to you. You'd be like, come on, it's awesome. Get loose. Let's go running. Oh, why, come on, why don't you get yourself untied for me? Oh, man, you must be, you must be weak. Nobody wants, Woo, look at me. You know, right, just running down the street. And you're like, this is donkey's life. Got his mom there. She probably goes off and carries some stuff. He's like, Mom, can I go with you? No. You stay here tied up. Until one day. One day, two strange men come up to him. Start untying him. He said, Whoa, wait, wait, you're untying me? Who are you? 
The elder comes out, hey, what, what are you doing? Untying that sucker. That's mine, that's mine. I said, the, the, Lord, the Lord needs me. He says, wait, what? The Lord? The Lord needs me? Are you, wait, wait. Now, I've been here. Does he know who he's getting? He's got this donkey that's just not going anywhere. It's been tied up year after year. Watch all the other donkeys run up and down. The Lord needs me? You may be right there at that point in your life where you're feeling so insignificant. You're wondering where life is going to go and where it's going to head and where it's going to be. And I, I thought about, a, you may have a job that you feel just, you may have a job you feel like is completely insignificant. Like you're just like, what am I doing here? I'm just, yeah, I'll just do it. And I, I mean, and, and if you have this job, I'm not, I'm not, you know, condemning it. I'm just saying for me, it just wasn't a thing. But you know, I had a job out of college. I worked there for a year, dealt with corporate downsizing, um, and then got a job. I was in um, heating oil sales. I was a heating oil salesman for a, a bit. And, and it was not my biggest excitement. It's, heating oil is okay. Yeah, particularly when it's cold, but it ain't my thrill. Right? I went like, yeah, heating oil. Woo! Can't wait to sell some heating oil. Right? You know what I mean? That wasn't me. Earl, yeah. Right? That wasn't me. But I did it. It was a job. I could make some money, and I'd go every day, check in, and, you know, they go in, they give me a list of people. I'd go, go ahead and just go badger them and say, hey, you want to buy some heat? Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I'm going to play great. Oh. Hey, and the fun ones were the ones who, they sent me out, to, they hadn't paid their bill, because you could see people inside, and they're like, I just saw one person scooting across the floor. I guess. I'm like, All right. Um, so, I mean, it was just one of those jobs. It just did not excite me. I felt like I was just... just what am I doing? And then I remember one day they sent me to this house. They said, new, there's a new people that are in there. They're looking about things. And I went, and I went into this house, and it was a, a man, a woman, and two kids. And they were there, and we started talking. I said, hey, I'm Jack. I'm from blah, 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 oil. And uh, just wondering, you know, I want to talk about you about this. Oh, and you have a service plan. I'm doing all this kind of stuff, you know, and I'm just there. And um, I just said, oh, so you guys just moved in? Yeah. Where are you from? And. They started telling me where they were from, and they said, we moved in because my wife has cancer, and um, we want to be closer to the family, and so we're, we're doing this, and then my kids, and they started talking about certain things. I said, wow. Um, God said, you know, just tell them you'll pray for them, and, and, and I said, you know, I'll pray for you. They said, oh, my gosh, that's so great. I said, and God said, tell them you'll do it right now. I said, God, I'm here selling heat neural. <laughs> they said, no, 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 and God took that insignificant moment. And I joined hands, and we prayed with them. We laid hands on her and prayed for her. And I don't know the rest of the story. I honestly don't. But what I know is I was a donkey that day. And even though I felt insignificant and tied to something I didn't like and just seeing everybody else do stuff, Jesus was on my back and walked in that house with me. And they saw it. And he saw them. Riding up high, said, get it up, Jack. And went in there. See, once that donkey was untied, has Jesus on his back moving through the streets, I'm sure he said, I am so glad that I'm where I'm supposed to be when the Lord came to get me and use me. My question is, are you? Are you glad 
That whatever that mundane, that whatever life is that you have, that you are right where you are because right where you are is where God wants to use you because he's a God who likes to borrow. God used a donkey along with what he was created for too. You know, God didn't dress him up in a tutu and put like a, you know, like this weird things and didn't climb him up on a ladder and say, jump off into that little tank of water. Yeah. No, he didn't do that. He used them for what they're made for. He is a beast of burden. And I love the fact that Jesus, who had the burden of the world's sins upon him, got on the back of that little donkey. And I think, man, think about the weight on that donkey to just walk in and carry the love of what God the Father was going to do in a few days, but the burden that Jesus took on him. And that's why Jesus needed a beast of burden carry that could it be that God will also use you and me as beasts of burden because here I was thinking about this and his worship team comes up I want you to do this let God use you because you never know who's waiting on him this week my ultimate prayer is that God will use you as a beast of burden that he will use you as a donkey, no matter what you feel you're tied to, no matter, you, no matter what you feel your insignificance level is. Okay. But what he will do is do a miracle in the lives of every donkey in the sound of my voice because somebody needs to hear it. And somebody needs to know the love and the goodness of God in you. Amen? All right, I'm going to ask that you stand. And as you stand, I'm going to pray today. Lord, we come to you today, and it is a day that we celebrate. We celebrate your triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Here comes the king. Riding, riding on, the, on a donkey, a little one, a little fella. And God, as I think about the insignificance that that donkey must have felt, I recognize that there's many of us here today that, that equally feel that we're just tied to posts in our life. We're just moving along at a slow pace in our slow little world. And no, we, we can be of no use to you. But nothing, Lord, nothing could be further from the truth. So, Father, right now, I just ask that in the sound of my voice, that you start untying some donkeys around this room. And those who are watching online, that you untie them from whatever has them bound. Whether it's fear whether it's someone else. Lord, I ask that you untie us from ourselves. That a lot of times we have the storms in life because we keep stirring it up. And so, Lord, right now, we're going to celebrate this week the ultimate gift that you sent your son, Jesus, to live, suffer, and die. But it didn't end there. You rose again from the dead. So God, as we started today, I ask that you have these dry bones of your church. 
your church universal. Just start to reconnect them and breathe life into them once again. That we will be like those, those Palm Sunday crowds that we will just sing, yeah. But more importantly, we won't stop. We'll be that donkey that goes, yeah, yeah, or something like that. Oh, man, Lord, search our hearts. Use us for your kingdom. Anybody's in the sound of my voice right now and you have not opened your life to Jesus, I ask that you just let him untie the hardness of your heart and let him in. And let this be the greatest Holy Week ever that all heaven will rejoice when one person says, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I missed the mark of what you intended and I want to give my life to you. Move, Lord Jesus, in in this time. This is your time. This is all your time in your name. And I pray for everybody this week that these donkeys are going to take you too. In Christ's name, amen.
That is, but somebody's excited, all right? What was that? Was that a phone? What was it saying? Huh? Hey there, hey there. All right, there you go. It's God calling for the donkey. There you go. Hey there. So, all right, the Lord needs you donkeys right now. Hey there. Um, so, have a great week. Do not forget about the registration. And remember, when you get it back, be sure to go ahead. And if you're willing to sit with some other people, you see some people here, you say, yeah, they, that looks somebody friendly. I'll sit with them. They look non contagious. Whatever you want to do, I, that's up to you. But, main thing is, we have three options for Easter one for Good Friday. Love you all. Have a great week. God bless.